Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zook, and it is another awesome day for another awesome episode of How to Become Next on Scene in your field of business or in your passion. Before I bring on my awesome guests, I always like to start with a marketing tip to get your week started, and then I'm excited to share more about my awesome guests. So my marketing tip of the week, um, I would say my marketing tip this week is all about the importance of doing what feels authentic to you. I think we have so much pressure on ourselves to get social media posts up, to like reach out to press and PR to sign up for things and attend all of these events. Like you can't do everything. And that really is going to tie into my episode today. And like, if you can just trust yourself and do what feels aligned to you, the right opportunities will never miss you. You don't have to do everything. You can't be a good business owner, parent, friend, sister, mother, daughter, wife, whatever it is, if you are taking on too much for yourself. So really, and this is just, I mean, this is life advice. I feel like I'm sharing outside of marketing advice, but like only do things that completely feel aligned because that is where you will flourish the most. You don't have to do everything. And if you, the more you hustle, the more your business at the end of the day, like you're going to be drowning because you're going to burn out. So what I've learned is just do things that feel completely aligned to you. You don't have to make immediate decisions, like sit with it. And you'll always, always never miss an opportunity that's meant for you. So that's my business marketing advice today. Um, and even just day-to-day real life advice. And I hope it inspires you. So now I'm really excited to have my amazing guest on today. We have Paula Fleming, the Chief Marketing Officer of the Better Business Bureau in the New England area. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Better Business Bureau, or you are members listening to this, they are really ever-changing now, and they're becoming very focused in the marketing arena, which we love so much because we're a marketing and PR agency. So we love that so much. And um, I think you're going to learn a lot about the amazing offers they have, how they can best benefit you, and why you should be a member and how it could help your small business or large business. So I look forward to introducing you to the amazing Paula Fleming. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene. Welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene, everybody. I am so excited to be here with the amazing Paula Fleming, the Chief Marketing Officer of the Better Business Bureau. Hi, Paula. How are you today? Hi, Jackie. I'm great. Thanks. I'm so excited to have you. I'm really excited for you to share with my audience the importance of Better Business Bureau, why more people need to know about it. You're not just a complaint agency. You are totally transforming what the Better Business Bureau is. So can you first define what it is, and then we can talk about how you're changing it? Sure. Um, Well, the Better Business Bureau has been around for over 100 years. I have been with the organization locally here for over 20 years. And since I started, we've really evolved and I'm happy to have this opportunity to educate um, your viewers slash listeners. So we've been around empowering um, people 
and that's all people, business owners or customers, to find businesses, brands, and also charities um, that they can trust. So if you go to bbb.org, we offer business profiles that provide factual information on businesses throughout the United States, Canada, and Mexico. We handle complaints, but it's a small portion of what we do. We also handle customer reviews. We offer tips, whether it's for consumers or for businesses. Um, and we are a membership-based organization. So we are funded by members that meet our standards for accreditation. They have to apply. We don't just accept anyone. And it doesn't affect what their rating is, which unfortunately has been a misconception where people think, oh, if I pay to be a member, I get an A rating. That's not how it works. So I'm proud of the organization that we're really transparent on what we do offer and then what we don't offer. For example, we're not a government agency, and a lot of people think we are. We do work with them, and it, it's exciting when we do make a difference via that route, working with the FBI, the FTC, the Attorney General's Office. But we, as the Better Business Bureau, are a nonprofit organization. Awesome. Now tell us more about your backstory. Like, how did you end up in this role? Like all. Yeah. So it's, it's really, I think it's, it's kind of funny. So I am a native resident born and raised, and I am totally a small town girl. I came right from college into the PR world. Um, I started in the city and after doing the commute from Natick into the city, which, you know, could take up to an hour and a half each way, I decided, you know what, I want to look look more local. So I found the Better Business Bureau at that time was much smaller. It was headquartered in Natick. Um, I went for the position and long story short, I ended up getting director of communications with the primary goal of really getting in front of the media and educating people on who we are and what we do. And so it was, it was really fun for me because I was for five years behind writing press releases and really pitching stories for our clients. And now I'm at, I'm actually turning away media interviews rather than begging for media interviews. So it was quite the twist. I didn't even know what I wanted to do in college. It was really at a young age that I was deemed the social butterfly. And then in college, people said, you love to talk to people, so you should go into public relations. And that evolved into the career path that, I, that I'm currently in. So cool. And it's to see what how your career's been there and evolved, right? Because now marketing's ever changing. Like being there for so long, like how have you transitioned better business bureau? You know, it is quite interesting because we didn't have cell phones. We didn't, I feel like I'm aging myself, but we didn't have cell phones when I started my career. There was no such thing as Facebook, social media platforms to really communicate your mission and your vision for your business. There was really uh, the only opportunities we had to put a face to BBB was via the media. So that'd be traditional media, which were TV interviews. And so that's really what we focused on. And now fast forward uh, and we're run by a board of directors and they're like, we want to see you on TikTok, you know, and that's not only seeing me as Paula Fleming, but it's also seeing the Better Business Bureau and communicating whatever it may be, business tips that, you know, helping with taxes or it could be preparing um, to hire a professional landscaper for you. So there's so much information that we have as an organization we are, my local Better Business Bureau is one of over 80 Better Business Bureaus throughout the United States. So we have so much great information to get out there. The way we're doing it has really evolved to, you know, the social media platforms and obviously podcasts and things of that nature. So that we're not around. 
Right. Would you say like from what you know, obviously you're transforming the Massachusetts area, but in terms yeah. of like the other um, the other businesses out there, are they transforming along with the marketing that's changing or like things that you're seeing? I'm curious. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so some better business bureaus are larger. Uh, for here locally, it's Eastern Mass, Maine, Rhode Island, and Vermont. So any business headquartered in those four states or any media, that would fall under my purview. Um, any any business, not just members, again, would fall to our Better Business Bureau. But there are really small Better Business Bureaus that only have, you know, two to two or three employees. And they're one of several in one state, for example. Texas could have six Better Business Bureaus. Uh, that's an extreme, but they could have multiple Better Business Bureaus. And they are evolving. Actually, they're doing some great stuff, um, great things that are happening the next generation is coming up and they were born with, the, you know, literally their, you know, social media is how they communicate. And so I'm learning from them on what things they're doing. They're, you know, two better business bureaus from different, different parts of the United States are collaborating using things they love, you know, TikTok, social media platforms to communicate and educate. And you know what? They're great at it. So I don't have to duplicate that. I could use what they've already done. So working really together and learning from the the next generation coming up has been super helpful um, for me. So cool. Now talk to you about like the memberships because I know now you're offering like video services and like all these yes. like please share. So cool. Yeah, thanks. Um, so again, things that we didn't have 20 years ago. So um, we really took a step back and said, okay, our the way that we run, we are serving businesses primarily small businesses really um, rely on the Better Business Bureau. Not only do we handle the, obviously, complaint aspect in which we act as a third impartial party, whether they're a member or not, to try and resolve complaints, but we handle all customer reviews as well. So we validate that it's actually a customer of the business, not a competitor trying to trash uh, you know, another business, but we verify that it's actually a customer. And we then obviously um, will put on their business profile with redacting personal information from the customer, but but sharing that information so you as a customer can make an educated decision. Now, as a BBB member, you have options. So you don't have to take advantage of everything we offer. It might not pertain to you. So we have large businesses like Wayfair, Liberty Mutual, that they already have a great website. They already have a great social media team. They don't need the small business really focused offerings we have. And, you know, this Better Business Bureau, I'm proud to say my president, who's been with us for over 35 years um, in a leadership role, really likes to test and try new things on how we can help the small businesses specifically. So if you are a member of BBB, let's say that you don't have a website we can help work with you to create that website. Say you're not sure of your social media strategy. We have offerings to help support you in that aspect. So a lot of people will say, well, I don't have the money for membership, but really um, membership is a small fee for all of the 60 plus benefits that we offer. We do professional headshots. We do photography. Um, so we could, we would come to you um, and do video as well of if you're a storefront. Um, for example, I was just at a flower shop that is a member and what a beautiful storefront they have. So it's an opportunity to interview the business owner. Tell us about, you know, your business and how you came about. So different things that we find are beneficial to businesses. 
we don't focus on one industry. Better Business Bureau serves every industry and every business size. So that's something also that's very unique. We're solopreneurs all the way up to hundreds of to thousands of employees. So we really have to be sure that we're meeting all of the needs for all of our members. I love it. Can you talk more also about like the perks of having like the logo on your website, how it protects you? Like, because I think as a consumer, like having a business of my own, like things kind of, you know, better business here is ever changing, just like every business. So share more about like the perks with me of, So what you're talking about is what we refer to as the BBB seal. It's the sign of a better business. And the market's saturated uh, with companies buying for customers. So by having the BBB seal, it literally is the sign that you are a better business. That accreditation with BBB, which is not just given, it's earned, gives consumers and potential your, your potential customers confidence that they're dealing with a reliable, credible, and ethical business. Mm-hmm. Um, it is been, uh, we did surveys and eight out of 10 prefer to do business with someone that is a member of our organization. So if you have the seal on your website, the seal on your truck going down the road, people know that that is the sign that you are accredited, you're a member of an organization that stands for trust, honesty, and ethical business practices in, in your community. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think yeah. always that's definitely like a common question that I've even heard, you know, like I'm obviously exploring this for myself too as a business and I think everybody needs it. So thank you for yeah. sharing. That's awesome. Yeah, of course. And I know a lot of people don't know, don't realize, um, you know, they'll see the logo and like three B's. What is that? Um, and that's why I'm out trying to educate. So thank you for letting me share what it actually does. Of course. No, I think it's so important. So what's coming up for the Better Business Bureau? Can you share, share some things you guys are working on, things, events, anything like that? Yeah, we always have events going on, whether it's in person or uh, webinars rather. We team up with different um, organizations or experts. So whether it's uh, SBLI or the SBA or um, SCORE, we're constantly trying to offer our audience, which is really everyone, consumers and businesses, education. So whether it's tips or um, facts that are transpiring or scams to watch out for, that's something that we that we find very important too, because Scams are always present. They're ever evolving. Um, We just released the 2022 risk report, which outlined the five most common scams in 2022. And if you want me to touch upon those, I can. Can Yeah, that's so interesting. Please do. Yeah. So it's the top five riskiest scams in 2022. And I'm just going to gaze down for a second. I want to make sure I get that order correct. So the first is not surprising. It's online purchase scams. Again, not surprising because a lot of us rely on online, whether it's grocery shopping or it's buying tickets to the upcoming concert. So online purchase scams are number one. Employment scams are number two. Um, unfortunately, people, you know, are looking for jobs and getting scammed. They are paying fees and upfront fees to work at a business. So they might say, okay, if you spend, if you pay $200, we'll send you a kit to get you started to work from home. And uh, it's really sad. It's something that's been going on. Um, and I unfortunately don't see it going away. Something new cryptocurrency scams that we have been seeing. That's number three. 
four home improvement scams, and number five, advanced fee loan scams. And all of this information is available at bbb.org. And we have something called the Scam Tracker, which is a location that you can go to bbb.org forward slash scam tracker. You go on and you can search what scams are transpiring locally or across the United States or what are the top ones right now. But you can also let us know, which in turn helps protect our communities if you feel as though you've been a victim or have been a victim of a scam. That's where we gather the information and where we get this and we educate using the media to our communities that these are happening. Here's what you need to look out for. Here's how to protect yourself. So that's the BBB scam tracker. So I also thank you for sharing that. Great knowledge and great tips. So for somebody who gets a negative review, because this is very big in your world, can you share the process of how you guys vet or what that looks like, I guess, in that scenario? So it's really um, both ways, whether it's a positive or negative review. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really, it's the same, same uh, way in okay. which we handle reviews. So PDB customer reviews come in. Customers um, will say, you know, great experience, negative experience. We review the review to make sure that it's legitimate, contact the business and say, this has been the review. They will either yes, agree or say, you know, no, it's not a customer of ours. And then we have to act. So think of us as like a third impartial party, whether it's complaints or reviews. We always, first and foremost, especially with complaints, equally with negative reviews, we want them to go to the business first. Because as you know, as a business owner, a a negative customer review or a a formal complaint when they didn't try and handle it offline first can really affect a business, specifically a small business. So we really encourage people to first go to the business. Okay, then they say they have no luck. They come to the Better Business Bureau. This is more the negative review. So they'll, they'll let us know. And then again, we work with that business and we try to resolve either the complaint or the review if negative to the satisfaction of both the business and the customer. It's not always, it doesn't always happen, but the majority, I'm happy to say, do want to work with us and do want to rectify the situation. So I always tell people customer reviews are more opinion-based. So it's a feeling and you always want to take a breath before you write one because, you know, oftentimes if you sleep on it the next day, you're not as angry right? and you're more rational. So I always encourage people to do that. But I say customer reviews are more the, the emotion and complaints are more when you want a uh, dollar amount back or service redone, you know, when there's something that's tied to it financially. So that is how I differentiate in very basic terms, the difference between a customer review and a complaint. Yeah, but both are, you know, our goal is to resolve and provide the public with factual information. So no matter when you go to what we call our BBB business profiles, you search by business name, and then it will come up and you will see a whole business profile. It will give you, are they a member, BBB accredited or not? What is their rating? What are their customer reviews? And then you can see how they responded to those customer reviews, which is very important. How many complaints have they had? What is the size of the business, which is something a lot of people don't take into consideration. So if you have a large business that has a few hundred complaints over three years, which is what we report on a three-year period, 
Well, you have to take that into consideration. It's a huge business. So it more important is, are they resolving those complaints? Mm-hmm. Are they making an effort to work with the customers? So you, you have to make sure you're comparing apples to apples. So you don't want to compare a local a sm- local small business to a large furniture dealer if you're basing it off complaints. And can you talk to you about the ratings? I'm so fascinated by that too. Like what, can you explain what that is? What goes into that? Yeah, so so that um, that is a, a very common question, <laughs> and we have it's called the rating system. So it represents the BUV's opinion of how the business is likely to interact with its customers. Huh. It's, so it is it's based on information that we obtain about the business and is influenced by complaints received from the public. So we have a rating system. It's very detailed and it's an algorithm that is put together. So, um, and I can say the elements include the business's complaint history, the type of business, the time in business, the failure to honor commitments to BUV. So if a rating is lowered and they're a member, then they cannot be a member if it it falls beneath the um, appropriate rating. Uh, If there's advertising issues, so if there's, they have false claims in their advertising and it breaks down and it, there's a very detailed breakdown um, of our rating system on our website at bbb.org. If people want to dig deep into it, it's, it's really, it's a formula that we have to break down. Okay. And a lot of people, and I just want to reiterate that whether you're a member or non-member, whether you pay or not to be part of um, the over 400,000 members that we have, that does not affect your rating. So I want to say that. And also, um, we maintain currently over 5.4 million company business profiles. So uh, that it's a lot of data. We are not a perfect um, organization. And what I mean by that is there may be a business that we don't have in our system. And then you would have to fill out a request for us to obtain that information. So, or we might have information that needs to be updated because as you know, businesses close, they go bankrupt, um, people retire. So we have to constantly update the data and that is an ongoing process. So there may be a business that you, you know, want to check out that we don't have the information on. That doesn't mean we can't get it, but it may not be there. Huh. Thank yeah. you. I'm like, I've learned so much today. Seriously. <laughs> this is like really inspiring. I hope my audience learns the same. So How can they get in touch with you, Paula? How can they follow you guys on social media? How can they inquire all the things? All of the information is bbb.org. They can reach us. We have by state our social media platform. So it's BBB Boston for Massachusetts. um, And then it's BBB Vermont, BBB Rhode Island, BBB Maine, and then BBB Boston. Those are the, the social media platforms on Twitter, on TikTok, on LinkedIn, on uh, Facebook that you can connect with us. But again, they are all right on our homepage at bub.org. Um, and that will direct you right to our local one based on your IP address. So uh, you don't have to go searching for our specific BBB. And our phone number, which, you know, it's that's evolved too, where we used to get hundreds of calls every day. Now we barely get any phone calls, but it's 508-652-4800 if someone does not have access to a computer or needs us in a, in a pinch when they're out shopping, then they can always call us too. 
And then website to sign up and explore memberships. Where can they do that? So it's bbb.org again, and all of the membership information for your local Better Business Bureau will um, be right there. Uh, Ours is on the top right, and it it will give you different membership plans and what you can look at for our local BBB. Perfect. This has been so inspiring, Paula. Thank you so much. Oh gosh, I'm ha- I'm happy to um, have the opportunity. Like I said, there's a lot of misconceptions, and any chance I get because I am really passionate. I do believe that if we can put, you know, we work hard for our money. If that dollar can go to a business that's really trying and acting ethically, and they're properly licensed and insured, and they're doing everything right, rather than to the unethical, unlicensed, uninsured or potentially a scam artist, then I just feel good about what we're doing. And, and it really starts at a young age. We're educating in, you know, about even ethical decisions on your social media uh, platforms for high schoolers. So we start young and we try to educate because these are the future leaders. So thank you for the opportunity um, to educate it. It's really important to me if you can't tell. I love that. No, I can tell. And if you could give one advice, one piece of advice to a small business with where they're at right now, because obviously people can be in so many different areas in their business, but what is one thing that every business should consider outside of being a member? But like from your experience of advice, like what would you share? You don't have to be good at everything. Um, I would share that, that I often sit down with business owners and again, they're in every industry and they're trying to do everything because you do wear multiple hats. I would say seek out people that are really good, a really good support system and what you're not great at. So I'm not great with, you know, numbers. So I have a great CFO and I have a great team that will help me with, you know, looking at numbers and big picture. And um, I love talking, but other people don't. So, you know, just surround yourself with a solid community, cheerleaders, if you will, people that you can bounce ideas off of that may bring to your business the strength in which you don't have in those fields. And it's okay not to be great at everything Mm -hmm. Um, and to own that. It doesn't matter what industry or what it is, but you know, I have plumbers that are like, listen, I have a multi-million dollar plumbing company and I like to be out there in the field. I don't want to do my taxes. I don't want to um, have an email flow to get new business. <laughs> I just want to do what I do. Okay, great. Let's set you up with, you know, people that are good at that. And that will help you focus on what you're passionate about and not burn out. So yeah, I would say that would be my number one thing um, that you don't I have to be that. good at everything. Yeah. Great advice. Great way to close out. This was awesome, Paula. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming on today. Thank you everyone for tuning in to Becoming Next on Scene and stay tuned for Who's Next on Scene. The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.